Welcome to Kadampa Podcasts. These podcasts offer practical solutions to daily challenges and help guide us to a happier and more peaceful state of mind. In each episode, you will find an extract from a teaching given by one of various Kadampa Buddhist teachers worldwide. All these teachings are inspired by the profound wisdom of Venerable Geshe Kelsang Gyatso Rinpoche, a Buddhist master for our time. We hope you will enjoy listening. Improving ourselves spiritually and benefiting others through our good heart, our wisdom, our peaceful mind, this is something that really only humans can do. Of course, animals also develop virtuous states of mind, including love and compassion. But as an animal, they have no ability to purposely cultivate that and to improve themselves. From one point of view, humans and animals, when I'm talking about this from, not from a scientific, like Western science point of view, but from a spiritual point of view, humans and animals, they, they share a lot in common, of course, but there's an important distinction, which is what distinguishes humans from animals. Humans can listen to spiritual teachings and understand them. Animals have no ability to do this. They can all, humans can decide to put spiritual teachings like meditation into practice. And therefore they can improve their good qualities. And they can purposefully benefit others through this. This is something animals cannot do. So this is why it says practical methods to improve our human nature and qualities. Of course, we, we should care for animals and try to protect them from harm and so forth. But animals themselves have no ability to improve themselves spiritually and to benefit others. This is something only humans can do. This is why enlightened beings, like Buddha Shakyamuni, give spiritual teachings to humans. Because we can understand them and put them into practice. So, Spiritual teachings are a little bit like inner technology. It's ancient wisdom, but it's an inner technology, uh, like scientific methods to transform our human nature from bad to good, from ignorance to wisdom, from a negative, unpeaceful mind to a peaceful, positive mind. Okay. It's very important. Uh, mainly now, as modern people, we're, we're, we're mainly interested in external or uh, uh, external technology, as Venerable Gashla says. In recent years, our knowledge of modern technology has increased considerably. And as a result, we have witnessed remarkable material progress. Probably all agree with that. <laughs> it's unbelievable, the technological advances happening. And as our technology increases, uh, our, mm, our capacity for material development increases. Uh, things that almost look like um, miracles. As a matter of fact, Geshe Kelsang calls them, like our modern technologies, he calls it modern day miracle powers. 
He said, but unfortunately, there are many uh, unintended consequences of these modern-day miracle powers, you know, which we'll talk about in a minute. So in recent years, our knowledge of modern technology has increased considerably. And as a result, we have witnessed remarkable material progress. But there has not been a corresponding increase in human happiness. There is no less suffering in the world today and there are no fewer problems. Indeed, it might be said that there are now more problems and greater dangers than ever before. Hmm. You know, every day we have countless aspirations or wishes, countless. You, know, you can think about all the different things we wish for, small things, big things. All of these wishes can be included within two. The wish to uh, experience happiness and the wish to be free from unhappiness or pain and suffering. All of our other wishes come from our, those two fundamental wishes we have. So all of this external development, material development, technology, all this we're doing is coming from our fundamental wishes. We're seeking happiness and we're wishing to be free from problems, unhappiness, pain, suffering. And so we keep improving things externally. Why? Because we haven't fulfilled our deepest wishes yet. If we had, why would we have to keep making all these new things? <laughs> like we keep making all these new things because it's not quite right yet. <laughs> right? There's something not quite right. And we always think the problem is out there. So we keep trying to improve things out there better material development, better technology, and so forth. So I, you know, even though I'm a Buddhist monk, I try to stay a little bit relevant. So, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm not learning like how blockchain technology works. I just learned the term. <laughs> but, or, you know, I see now that all, there's all this talk about the metaverse and you put some big headset on. So what do you think? Like, I mean, this, all these things are gonna get more and more developed. Right? So do you think we're going to solve our human problems and find lasting happiness in the metaverse? Will we? I don't think so. What do, hey, what about this one? What about when we all finally have our own personal robot assistants that they'll clean up for us? We won't have to clean anymore. They'll do all the cleaning. <laughs> they'll probably they'll make our food you know, do errands for us? Is that going to solve our human problems? Is that going to make us happy all the time? No. There'll just be one new, there'll be one upgraded robot to the next. And meanwhile, while there's 
these like helpful assistant robots, you know, there'll also be like war robots, right? <laughs> so meanwhile, as our technology is improving, you know, whether technology is, is useful or not depends upon, or beneficial or not, principally depends upon the mind using it, no? Right? So if, if, if we still have angry minds, jealous minds, selfish minds, um, paranoid minds, how are we going to use our technology? Look in the world, you know? So Geshe Kelsang, even though he's, again, he was born in 1931 in Tibet, very different than modern day, you know, northern Arizona, United States, modern world. But he, he is still, he's an international spiritual guide. He's a modern teacher, Buddhist teacher. He says, I don't, I don't deny modern way of life. He's not, he's not denying our technology. But what he's telling us is, if we ignore ancient wisdom, we're making a big mistake. Because the more we are distracted by trying to find happiness and solve our problems outside ourselves, always trying to improve technology, material development, what happens is our technologies get more and more powerful. But our minds, because we are ignoring internal development of a good heart, wisdom, inner peace. Our minds are becoming more distracted, more rough and uncontrolled. Our negative minds like anger and distrust among each other are increasing. So what happens when you have rough, uncontrolled minds and powerful technologies? The world becomes more dangerous. And that's what we see happening. The problem isn't so much our technology. It's the minds with which we're using it. We need to change our mind. So if we, if we see how this is true, then we understand something very important, as Geshe Kelsang says. This shows that the cause of happiness and the solution to our problems do not lie in knowledge of material things. Hmm. So this is true, right? Because if, if the ability to solve our human problems and to find the lasting happiness we seek depended upon external developments of technology and, and material improvement, then we'd all be getting happier and happier all the time. <laughs> but in fact, from one point of view, the opposite is happening. The opposite. So why? It, we're not being punished. We're just focusing on the wrong objects. We're ignoring spiritual practice but 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 changing our mind and being becoming understanding that to solve my problems and to find the lasting happiness i seek depends upon internal development of a good heart wisdom inner peace this doesn't mean 
we then are extreme and we abandon material conditions. It doesn't mean that. Okay? We, we need to be like middle way. Our problem right now is we're too extreme in material development. We're, we're, trying to, we're, we're trying to find, to solve our human problems and find lasting happiness through techno, external technology and material development. This doesn't work. In fact, it makes things worse. But that doesn't mean we abandon material development and our technology altogether. We just realize that solving our human problems and finding happiness depends upon spiritual practice. But of course, we also have a physical human body. And for that, we need certain material conditions, like a comfortable home, clean water, clean environment, and so forth. We need our human relationships and all this, of course. But if we want to be happy with all those things, we better learn to develop a peaceful mind. Does that make sense? We're not abandoning our family, our relationships. We're not abandoning our jobs, our enjoyments. We're not even abandoning our material conditions. But we're no longer exaggerating them to be something they're not. They're not the method to solve our human problems. They're not the method to find lasting happiness. It's very clear. Then what is? Happiness and suffering are states of mind. And so their main causes are not to be found outside the mind. This is priceless knowledge, this, you know. Happiness and suffering are states of mind, and so their main causes are not to be found outside the mind. With wisdom, we understand that happiness is part of our mind that experiences inner peace. Isn't that beautiful? Happiness, <laughs> like, if, this would be a good thing to remember from this teaching, you know. <laughs> happiness, we all want happiness. Happiness, this is true for everyone. Happiness is part of our mind that experiences inner peace. If our mind is peaceful, then our mind is happy. If our mind is happy, we're happy. <laughs> but if our mind is not peaceful, if it's disturbed in any way, even if we have the very latest gadgets and beautiful material conditions, we still don't have happiness. We still feel like something's wrong, something's missing. And we're right, but it's not out there. It's in here. So because happiness and suffering are states of mind, their main causes. Happiness and suffering are effects. So what are the causes? The effects are in the mind. So the causes also must be within the mind, not outside the mind. This is amazing, you know? This is really extraordinary. It, because then we're, st we, we're starting to see. Uh, otherwise, we kind of give up, I think. Like maybe when we're younger, we, we, we have all this, you know, all this hope, <laughs> you know, that we can arrange things in our life and we'll find, you know, we'll, we'll find the happiness we want and we, we will have the life we imagined. But then because we, we, we always choose the wrong methods to solve our problems, and we choose the wrong methods to be happy, 
we're continually disappointed. And we kind of just at some point maybe lose hope because we feel like, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe this is kind of as good as it gets. You know, a little bit of happiness every once in a while, a lot of stress, a lot of worry, but at least I have some nice things, <laughs> you know, like this. And that's so sad. I mean, I'm laughing. I'm laughing at the, at the, you know, the fact that it, it can be so different. It's, from one point of view, it's not funny because it's so much suffering people experience, you know. And we have so much potential within us for happiness, so much. But we're always looking in the wrong place. So when we hear this kind of a teaching, we realize lasting happiness is not a Buddhist fantasy. We can actually accomplish this, but we need to establish the causes of happiness within our own mind. And we do this through spiritual practice in general, meditation in particular. If we want to be truly happy and free from suffering, we must learn how to control our mind. Hmm. This will be one of the things we, we meditate on. I'm just going to read the first two paragraphs of the introduction. That's plenty to think about. Um, on your own, um, you can read the remaining few paragraphs well, uh, if you wish. So this is the first conclusion. We must learn how to control our mind. What does that mean, control our mind? So if happiness is part of our mind that experiences inner peace, then w what is a problem? What, what is unhappiness? Uh, a, pr a problem, problems, our problems do not exist outside of ourselves. There are external problems, but our personal problems <laughs> do not exist outside of ourselves. We'll learn more about this next Sunday. They are part of our mind that experiences unpleasant feelings. If, if you knew, if you never experienced unpleasant feelings, what problem would you feel to have? If, if your mind only had pleasant feelings arising and somebody said to you, what's the matter? You'd say, nothing. <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> so problems or unhappiness are part of our mind that experiences unpleasant feelings. Why does our mind experience unpleasant feelings? because it becomes unpeaceful and negative. That's why. That is the real source of our unpleasant feelings. So it feels like they come from outside, like difficult situations and difficult people. It feels like difficult people in our life, they like, they're holding a whole bunch of unpleasant feelings and they like throw them at us, <laughs> you know? And it enters our mind and we're like, ouch! We say, you did this to me. But actually, they have no power to make us unhappy. Difficult people in difficult situations can only make us unhappy if we respond to them with a negative state of mind. Other than that, no ability. So the real source of our unpleasant feelings is not outside of ourselves. It's our own negative, unpeaceful mind. Or we could say, 
uncontrolled mind. So the conclusion then is, what are uncontrolled minds? Anger, jealousy, selfishness, confusion or ignorance, um, self-centered view like this. These are uncontrolled minds. So when it says we must learn to control our mind, what that really means is we must learn to control what Buddha called our delusions. Minds that destroy our mental peace and therefore our happiness and cause us to act in ways that destroy harmony with others. Right? That's, that's what like anger does. So controlling our delusions really means learning to not allow them to arise in our mind. It, it's a big job. We, we won't be able to do it overnight, but we can do it. Normally, when, 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 in order to solve our problems and find happiness, our, normally we think to control external things, to control other people and what they say and what they do, to control the weather, to control this, to control that. We want to control everything out there. You know, this is like we try to make everything go our way, basically, which is impossible. No wonder we're so anxious, right? Because. It's like we, 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 deep down we know we can't control external things. Maybe a little bit of an illusion of control every once in a while, but really no control. You know what? Where there is control, there is certainty. Right? If we had 100% control, we would have no uncertainty in our life. <laughs> so do we have uncertainty in our life? Yep. Like, why do we get stressed and anxious? That's a response to the uncertainty in our life because we're worried that things are going to go wrong. Why? Because we have no control. <laughs> the thing is, though, because we, 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 we try to solve our problems externally, we try to find happiness externally, which means we're trying to control things we can't. And we're ignoring controlling the one thing we can, our own mind, which is actually the source of all of our happiness, problems, suffering. If we